1: all right let's go hour number two on a friday hope you're having a good one hope you're ready for that spring game tomorrow whether you're a longhorn fan or any other group of fans we've talked about, there's multiple spring games going on tomorrow. Obviously, folks around the Austin area that are Longhorn folks, they are looking for that one, and it's tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Remember, 11 a.m. on the pregame from Bebo Boulevard, 1 o'clock on the kick time, and, yeah, we'll have some call-ins afterwards. Our man Cameron Parker and Ty Henderson, they will be taking your calls and giving you their thoughts. Also, you'll hear from Sark right after the game, get his immediate reaction as well, and you'll get the crew calling the game. That will call it for you all season long. Craig and Roger and Will will be calling the game for you. It is Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and uh, a lot of stuff going on football wise. We're going to be talking NBA in this segment, breaking down some of those series that'll start tomorrow. Also, a quick reminder. That ball, don't lie, is on the road today. Rod and Harge out at Ron Hoover RV and Marine Center in Georgetown. They're there until 6.15 tonight. Got Texas and Baylor in baseball at 6.30 up in Waco. They're going to kick off the first ever spring extravaganza. It is Friday through Sunday. You're going to be able to find the best deals ever on over 200 RVs, boats, and mowers in stock. Visit the events calendar at hornfm.com for more details there all right so uh, a lot of spring game talk today people have been texting in all throughout the week of what they want to see in the spring game who they're looking forward to seeing Uh, if you want to continue to throw those texts at us 337-3776 is that number and while the show has been going on the Mavericks got fined $750,000 for their apathy at the end of the year got them Well, apathy for the basketball competitiveness, not apathy for draft picks. They just didn't do it cleverly enough. So they have been fine, too. All right, Zay, so we were talking about the uh, eight-seed games that are coming up tonight. Chicago-Miami, winner's going to get Milwaukee. By the way, that'll be Sunday. Both those series will happen. The Milwaukee series starts on Sunday afternoon, and then the Denver series will start late Sunday night. Uh, The Oklahoma City-Minnesota winner will get... Denver, we were actually just talking about Golden State and Sacramento uh, for people that are interested there, that is a late start, um, not super late, but seven thirty tomorrow, the nightcap, ABC. so big network broadcast, Golden State. At Sacramento, obviously, we were talking about kind of one of the side stories of that game, which is the the championship uh, medal, obviously, of Golden State. These are the defending champs, after all. But also, Zay, this whole road thing is interesting to me to start this series. If they go in there and win game one and just completely get rid of that narrative... Then Sacramento is in a world of trouble. They really need to win that game tomorrow to kind of keep that discussion going about what is wrong with Golden State away from home.
0: Yeah, and it's been so long since the Kings have been in the playoffs, since the Mike Bibby days, and that could be a lot of pressure. I mean, Sacramento, they have such a good fan base. They're the only team there so... They love their kings, and it's going to be packed. We know they got the beam there. It's going to be jumping. It's not going to be like Arco Arena once <laughs> was, but, you know, Golden Chick Arena, they do their thing. And, yeah, man, just that championship pedigree. Like, Klay Thompson is back, and he might have lost a step, and you know, before – The injuries came. He's not that Clay Thompson, but as far as the shooting goes, he's right there. He's not that lockdown defender that they put on the best guard on the opposing team majority of the time. Yes, he will get his looks at De'Aaron Fox at times, but they got Gary Payton II to do things like that. Dante DiVincenzo, both of their guys are going to get runs at um, De'Aaron Fox, so the other side is: Who you gonna throw on Steph? Who you gonna throw on Clay? I love Davion Mitchell, but you don't want to play him too much because you got Kevin Herder and Malik Monk who might get six man of the year if Emmanuel Quickly and you know Michael Brogdon don't get it. So yeah, I just think that championship pedigree might be too much. But if Demontis Sabonis, if he could get the best of Draymond and Mike Brown does a good job of getting the ball inside, then they have a better chance than what a lot of people are giving them. A lot of people are giving them no chance, and I get that. But if they want to make this a fun, deep, long series, then Demantis Sabonis has to be the man for the Kings, and he has to dominate Draymond Green.
1: We'll see what happens there. Again, that starts in Sacramento, obviously, since they are the three seed, and Golden State has been wretched on the road this year. Just awful. Like, historically bad on the road.
0: Yeah, and you know... They haven't been healthy all at the same time with Steph being in and out the lineup, the whole Andrew Wiggins thing, him just being away from the team. All of those had a lot to do with it. But, man, I think their bench guys like Jordan Poole, no one could stop him. He's unstoppable because there's so much attention on Clay and Steph. Mm -hmm. So when he's doing all that crazy playground stuff and – you know, in-and-out crossovers and crazy floaters and quick layups. He could also shoot the three. What are they? What are the Kings going to have for that? Like him and Malik Monk, that's their six-man for uh, Sacramento. He's going to have to do what he's done all year. And he could be streaky at times, but all these guys are so inexperienced. This is their first real go, right. and your first real go is against the four-time champs and the uh, Golden State Warriors, I got Golden State in six.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be, again, fascinating in the West where the experience seems to be at the – the experience is at the lower seeds and the higher-seeded teams have less experience. That's the nightcap tomorrow. Let's back it up to noon. The first series out of the block is Brooklyn at Philly in the East. Zay, bottom line here, is this a series that if Philadelphia can't win it, Doc Rivers is done? He should be.
0: Okay. He should be. Yeah, he's out here throwing his old Clippers teams under the bus. Did you see that? No, but That's I've so heard so Bush No, but it's
1: not the first time he's so done Bush something like that. What
0: he should be upset is Lawrence Fishburne trying to play him in the biopic. <laughs> That's the only thing he should be upset with when it comes to the L.A. Clippers because he's a big part of that problem, too, uh-huh. that went down over there, you know, back in the day. Like, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, all those guys, they were hurt a lot. So you're coaching – has to come into play, and you couldn't get them over the hump. Were they hurt? Yes, say that, but don't say all oh, those guys they didn't like each other enough. I knew they win. I knew they weren't gonna win. I think that's so BS. That's so bush league. Like uh, that's just weak. So I I hope the Nets win just for that. I don't think they are, but yeah, just because Doc Rivers he rubs me the wrong way. I can't believe he said that. But if we're just breaking it down from a basketball standpoint, they can't lose. And James Harden. He's been really good this year, averaging over 20 points, the lead leader in Like He doesn't get the credit he deserves, and it's kind of sad because he's a -a once-in-a-lifetime player, and I get it. The Kardashian thing, the strip club thing, the little baby rapping and stuff like that. He's always hanging with rappers and stuff. I get it. The -the off-the-court stuff, it could be a little bothersome, but... He's the only player in NBA history to lead the league in assists twice and lead the league in scoring three times.
1: Hmm.
0: NBA history. Yeah. Once-in-a-lifetime player. So say what you want about him. The guy's different, and he has to be big. We know Joel Embiid probably going to be MVP this year. They got nobody for him.
1: Yeah, those two can't lose. Those two and Doc can't lose to the team that one of them chose
0: not to be on. Right.
1: That they've and, and then the other parts got ripped away, and you're left with what? Dinwiddie and.
0: Dinwiddie, you got Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges. Bridges, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Mikel Bridges is their best player now. Mikel Bridges goes from the number fourth option on the championship level Phoenix Suns to the number one option yeah. in Brooklyn, which is amazing. It shows a lot about him and the type of guy he is and just kind of up in his game in the situation. But yeah. The, uh, the Sixers, this should be a five-game series at right. best, if not a sweep. Nets, they have no type of superstar power, but they got a lot of scrappy guys, and they're going to put bridges on. And Finley Smith, all on James Harden to make life rough for him. But Tyrese Maxey, he's such a dog out of Duncanville. I mean, not out of Duncanville. Uh, I think he went to Garland. He went to South Garland. But still, he's out of that Dallas area. Mm-hmm. He's good. We know Tobias Harris. He could go. P.J. Tucker, that's a good addition. And, yeah, just too much jo- Joel Embiid and James Harden. They should win in five. Yeah,
1: Jacques, uh, Jacques Vaughn's Coach of the Year if they figure that out. For real? Oh, my God. Yeah, they uh, need
0: to go to uh, – Coach's house, Mike Brown's house, steal it, yes, and then go bring it to Brooklyn and say, yo, he deserves it.
1: And then Jacques gets to call Doc Rivers and say, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Let him do that. For real. Yeah. Brooklyn-Philly starts tomorrow at noon. Then you've got Atlanta and Boston. They'll start in Beantown at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. That starts on ESPN. Zay, is there any soap opera in this series? Because I'm not quite feeling... I'm not feeling it, but you follow uh, hoops a lot closer than I do. What's the story? What's the drama here, if there is?
0: Um, just the Celtics trying to get back to the finals. Okay. You know, last year left a bad taste in their mouth. Losing to the Golden State Warriors, Marcus Smart was not good against Stephen Curry. But like I said about Steph Curry, once you get into that game five and six, and you're still chasing them around, and he's still feeling 100%, and you're at 75 yeah. that's what could happen. So Trey Young, even though he gets Steph Curry in comparisons, he has the ball in his hands a lot more. So he's not running around like that. And we know Trey Young and DeJounte Murray – Both of those guys could be really effective, but they ain't no Jason Tatum. They ain't no Jalen Brown. Malcolm Brogdon was such a huge pickup. You know, I think he's going to get six-man of the year. He's battling with Emmanuel Quickly and Malik Munt. So Celtics, they're primed to get there again. You know, Derek White, he's a solid role player. Al Holford, it seems like his last go. We know your guy, Robert Williams, out of AM. There we go. He's kind of a difference maker. And then Grant Williams, he could step out and do multiple things offensively and defensively. I like him a lot. I like him, too. That
1: X-factor quality. He'll yeah. bring you, you, all of a sudden, you're halfway through a game, and you're realizing, man, this dude is tough to stop. Yeah,
0: he's a Rick Barnes-type guy. Yeah, You yeah, can tell he yeah. came from Tennessee and learned the game the right way. Say what you want about Rick Barnes. Yes, his tournament record isn't the best as of late, but guys that he puts into the league <sighs> they're always really good role players yeah, you right. know they're not they're never superstars, yeah. but they're always really good role players, especially his Tennessee days. so yeah, Grant Williams i I don't see much drama in it, but when you got somebody like Trey Young when he starts shooting forty feet and starts crossing guys over. He could be an issue.
1: Yeah, the drama in that series is just if Atlanta has a lead in the series. Yeah. Right, if they go up 2-1 two, two, or something, then the drama may start. Um, all right, I know you said earlier you like this Knicks-Cleveland series. This is the 4-5 in the East. They start at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon on ESPN. You know Knicks fans are pumped, but this one will start in Cleveland because they're the four, and uh, it's the Knicks that are the five. What do you think of this series? This is
0: my favorite series. I can't wait. I think this is going seven. Okay. I, know I, I can't even give you a winner. I'm Maybe Cleveland just because it's at Cleveland for game seven. Right. But I really don't know. And both teams are really good. You know, the East was so good this year. I think all five teams could do something. I mean, you know, Giannis and them, if Chris Middleton's playing the way he's supposed to be playing, then maybe no one can touch Milwaukee. But as far as the Knicks and uh, the Cavaliers, Donovan Mitchell Probably be first-team All-NBA. Multiple 40-point games, dropped 71 this year. And I thought him and uh, Darius Garland, both of those guys together, I thought it would work, and it has. Evan Mobley, his matchup on Julius Randle is going to be huge. Both of those guys, you know, are so skilled. And Mobley, people got him defensive player of the year in the second season. And Jared Allen, Texas alum, he's a really good defender also. Mm -hmm. So – Julius Randle, he's going to have to hoop. He's going to have to work. Now, the Garland and Jalen Brunson matchup, I think that equals each other out. So, RJ Barrett has been so up and down this year. You know, he's averaged 20, but he's just still trying to find his play sometimes being that number three guy with Brunson and Randle. If he could step up and Multiple 20-point games, Play great D on Donovan Mitchell. Knicks look good. Emmanuel Quickly is great coming off the bench. Thibodeau has a lot of faith in him. So, yeah, I have no idea where this series is going to go. They're going to need Karis LeVert on the Cavs side to hoop it's going to be those those guys that i'm not mentioning you know those Mm -hmm. role player type guys josh hart you know those guys again evan mobley on the offensive end he's got to bring a little something i can't wait for this series it's going to be a flat out dog fight maybe a classic
1: officially the playoffs crank up tomorrow so four series tomorrow we already mentioned you got the milwaukee series and the denver series starting on sunday also sunday is clippers at phoenix that series will get going in the evening on sunday and for your Sunday post-lunch time, how about Lakers at Memphis, 2 o'clock on ABC. They're pretty smart when they schedule this thing because they end up with the Lakers and the Warriors on ABC. So if you go to sleep tomorrow night with that TV on ABC, you're good. Just wake up on Sunday mm. and it'll just leave it right there <laughs> because you're going to go, Steph's going to be on your TV when you turn it off, and then LeBron will be on it when you turn it back on.
0: Yeah, Grizzlies fans, I'd be a little nervous because this team healthy, the Los Angeles Lakers with their new squad with Vanderbilt and Austin Reeves playing the two and D'Angelo Russell, Schroeder off the bench, all those guys are capable, mm. you know? And then LeBron James, if he's locked in, if he's healthy, yikes.
1: Well, and, yeah, if he and Davis are healthy and effective, whew, it's just different.
0: Yeah, and Dylan Brooks going to do something dirty. Before the series is over, Dylan Brooks is gonna do something dirty that we're gonna talk about next week. It's gonna happen. Just that's who he is. It's the playoffs, his emotion. He won't be able to help himself. And he'll elbow Braun in the groin or <laughs> Braun will be cutting down the lane and he'll pull Andrew Byum on Jose Juan Barea something like that. Oh, good grief. And, yeah, it's going to get real. If Okay, is this
1: the series that will have the most soap opera? Is there any other series you could think of that would have more soap opera than Lakers-Memphis, considering what Memphis can be?
0: Um...
1: I'm trying to. I don't think there. I don't
0: think so. I can't
1: come up with one. The
0: next best, if Miami wins tonight and they end up playing Milwaukee, you know Jimmy Butler could get a little crazy. Right. So I could see yeah. him getting in Giannis's face or something. But <laughs> yeah, Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies versus the Lakers, and what Dylan Brooks has already said with his perm self looking like a light skinned Cat Williams. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah it could get very, very crazy. Social media in that series should be pretty wild. Oh, I can't wait.
1: That should be incredible. Two o'clock tomorrow. Excuse me, two o'clock Sunday for LeBron and the Lakers getting started. Seven thirty tomorrow night for Steph and Draymond and Golden State getting started. There's a look at the NBA playoffs, the games as well as the storylines because there's a lot of those. And tonight again is the eight seed matchups to figure out who the eight seeds are. Chicago at Miami, six o'clock. Tonight. Tonight, TNT, Oklahoma City, Minnesota is 8.30 on ESPN. Winners get the eight seeds
0: tonight. Yeah, somebody on the Specs text lines said the right thing. The quietness on the Bucks is wild because mm-hmm. they're a number one seed. We're not really talking about them much. Yeah, you're right. A lot of silence. They're scary, too. That's a good I, silence for them, though. It is. Yeah. It really is. You know, Drew Holiday, he's amazing. He is one of my favorite players to watch. Like the way that he changes the game defensively and is able to come back offensively and post up as a point guard and hit threes and set up his teammates. Mm -hmm. I just, if Chris Middleton isn't playing like that 20 point Chris Middleton that we've seen in recent years and they get matched up with the Celtics. That's going to be tough for him again. but
1: Now, is Middleton back in ready back. to roll? He is back,
0: okay. but he's this is like 15 points a game. This is his worst scoring average in seven years. No, he's got to be giving him 20 He 25. has to be giving yeah. him that because Grayson Allen, I don't care on him very much. Like, not night in, night out. Not night in, night out. Not yeah. the way Chris Middleton, the way he used to be able to be at point, shooting guard type, put the ball in his hands, on pick and roll situations and stuff. He has to get back to that.
1: That is interesting. That is a good comment. The silence around Milwaukee. That series uh, will start with uh, Milwaukee and whoever the eight seed is on Sunday. 430 is when that one will happen. Check those listings there for you. Uh, uh, NBA.com ESPN.com. TNT obviously has some of the games as well. All right. coming up next, we'll get you the flex segment. We'll look at some of the local stars trying to make it big in the spring game for Texas. Also, we'll go over some of those jersey numbers for you as you're looking for the younger guys and what they're going to look like for the
0: Your happy price,
1: price line. Chad and Zay. Rolling through a Friday. All you guitar players, you know this one. It's one of the first ones you got to learn, right? Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water.
0: This is the first one,
1: huh? Great riff. It's a great riff. There are very few people that learn how to play rock guitar that don't know that one. Except one of those early ones. You got to figure that one out. Yeah. Every friend I had that tried to learn how to play guitar, somewhere. I don't even know if they like deep purple, but somewhere in that little run, you'd hear them go, all right, man, see if you recognize this one. And it would be there (laughs) every time, man. They would bust out the smoke on the water for you. Deep Purple, Green Day, and Duran Duran have all been on the show today. We appreciate Zay for all the great music, all the great uh, basketball breakdown as well. We were just talking about the drama, and let's face it, in a couple situations, maybe not a ton of drama, at least right now, doesn't feel like there's a ton of drama around Milwaukee, which could be dangerous for a lot of other teams, and Boston doesn't really feel like there's much drama hanging out, uh, but just let Atlanta win one of those first two games, and then the drama will begin for uh, that team. And obviously, if Milwaukee were to lose to an eight seed in one of those first two games, then you'll get a lot of drama. So we've hit that. Obviously, there's a lot of spring game talk going on. Uh, I do appreciate the fan who texted us that Eva Longoria cutout picture i forgot about that oh it's so classic it's such a great idea somebody behind the the basket there way back in uh they said it was hornets fans uh back during the tony parker and spurs run when uh, i guess that would have been right
0: after they split up our guy nate said they would have held bob blue for tim duncan
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
0: that bob you're my dude man
1: that is excellent Excellent. All right. Uh, lots of uh, lots of stuff going on in the world of basketball, but obviously there's a football focus around here with the spring game coming up tomorrow. By the way, if you go to hornfm.com, we got a story right there on top for you of all the sports and schedules and stations and where everything is going to be. Uh, shout out to our promotion staff, Christina and the crew, for getting that put up. You can go check that out at hornfm.com. Let's get you your flex segment, and we'll continue to talk spring game. Here we go all right, remember to check out Flex ATX on your social media. There's a lot of cool stuff up there on the Twitter page, uh, including some uh, track and field love. Uh, people are throwing up uh, different, uh, you know, different things people are doing out on the track, including a, uh, a hurdles champion uh, from uh, Peyton Morgan. The uh, the talented uh, football player out of Weiss also showing that uh, he's talented on the uh, on the track as well. One ten hurdles champion. Uh, I'm assuming that's at the district meet. Uh, he also points out they took the 300 hurdles, so congrats there. He's in his full Texas Tech gear. Peyton Morgan is uh, already committed, uh, committed to go to Texas Tech, and uh, we will certainly wish him the best if that's where he ends up. We'll keep an eye on that, obviously. Uh, some other stuff to check out on the Twitter page. Also, uh, Zay, you just sent me something on uh, another offer. This is a D1 offer from Texas uh, from Texas State for Caden Cook out of Stony Point.
0: Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Caden Cook. Just got an offer. Texas State, that's big. He is entering his junior season next year, class of 2025. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we know... A lot of talented guys come out of that Stony Point area. And Caden Cook, he's one of them. So shout out to the seed, Nolan Hogan, for sending that.
1: There you go. And uh, best, of, yeah, best of luck to to Caden getting ready for his junior year. Texas State offer for him. Also, we figured this would be a good time to talk about some of the flex guys that you will see tomorrow in the spring game as we start talking uh, jersey numbers. Let's go ahead and start with the Westlake crew because there's a few of them. On this Texas team, Zay, how about the defensive line? Ethan Burke's going to be rocking 91, and now Colton Vosick is right next to him, at least numerically, with
0: 92. Yeah, defense like University of Texas at Westlake. How about that? I mean, they should be. Westlake's always getting to the state championship, and they always have that type of talent, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Ethan Burke out there. You heard Baron Sorrell talk about him in his presser yesterday about that's the guy that's opposite of him that seems like is getting the first – string reps Mm -hmm. as of now. So coming into his sophomore season, you know all the hype with Ethan Burke, rangy, Aiden Hutchison type. Hopefully he's put on some more weight so he could play in a full year in the Power Six Conference like the Big 12 and be productive. Because again, we need more sacks. And the edge guys, they're going to be key. Because I kind of have a good feeling about Byron Murphy and Trevondre Sweat. I think those guys are going to do an excellent job filling in for Keandre Coburn and more or Ojemo, but those guys on the edge. I mean, Ovia Gofu, he gone. And yep. you got to make up for that. So Baron Sorrell, feel good about him. But on that other side, Ethan Burke, I think Colton Vosick, like Ethan Burke last year, is another year away. So, yeah, very intrigued to see those edge-rushing guys. Hopefully they can make some noise tomorrow. Uh,
1: a couple other Westlake products. We'll see how they fit into things. Michael Taff obviously had made a little bit of noise in terms of special teams last year, made a couple plays. He'll wear 36 again. So be on the lookout for him. We'll see if anything increases for him in terms Fresh of – scholarship, of what Michael he's Taff. Able- That's right. He's on Scully now. Congratulations to Taff, obviously, for that. The other name we, we were talking about getting ready for the show, Zay, is Connor Robertson. What does it look like now? Now, got the red shirt year behind him big 62 is Connor Robertson is he just a guy we'll talk about that went to Westlake and he's on the roster or is this a guy that can start to help you know make a bit of an impression if not an impact because that's a, ro- a rotation kind of position there at offensive line. Does he end up in the mix at some point during this season, or does he show the promise that you know maybe it's next season he's he's really getting in the discussion?
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the good thing about this offensive line, just the full room, is that they're deep. So. I don't know if Connor Robinson's there yet. He still looks like a baby. We talked about it really in does. His photo. Like the dude still looks like he's sixteen years old. But another year in at the 40 acres, what can he be? We know Kelvin Banks and Christian Jones. Those spots were locked up. Tackles, those spots are locked up. Hayden yeah. Connor, we'll see. I mean, Jake Majors, we'll see. Uh, I feel like he'll be able to start again. So guys like that, you mentioned Cam Williams. Everybody's been raving about him. Heard Byron Murphy talk about how nasty he is. So um, Hopefully he mm-hmm. can get in there and get some reps too. So very deep offensive lineman. Maybe Connor Robinson could be a rotation-type player, but I think – it's a year away from him, too.
1: Yeah, we'll see with uh, with Connor. Some other uh, jerseys to keep an eye on in terms of uh, this guy is certainly local. Uh, Charles Wright, still wearing number 14. See if he gets any time at quarterback. There's obviously been a lot of talk about quarterback, but the Austin High product may get out there.
0: You know um, he loves his school, obviously. No doubt. Oh, no doubt. I don't see no room for him. Like, Charles Wright, I know you're a good kid, dog, and – I hope you're having a great time being at the University of Texas. But, man, can they even get a chair for him in the quarterback room? You know <laughs> I'm sure he I'm can sit down, here? Yeah. Okay, like, is he one of them dudes that have to sit on the floor? I'm sure like, he can sit down. Okay, let's, I mean, make, a, let's make a show because he, woof
1: They got good facilities over there. I'm they sure do. They got four
0: chairs in They do. Way. All right, just make a show. I'm just saying.
1: I'm going to say six to eight chairs <laughs> are in that room. If they need them. I'm going to say there's six to eight chairs in that room.
0: I think, Yeah, because if there's four chairs in there, A.J. <laughs> yeah, or five. Sark, A.J. Milwee. we know the other three. Yeah, uh, somebody true. got to see. Uh, that's
1: know. fair. That's fair. Can't uh, have Quinn, you were
0: sitting on the floor.
1: Another guy that would be a, uh, a flex guy from the area. Let's see if uh, Jaday Barron, number 23, On the defensive side, let's see if there's
0: progression uh, for him. One of my favorite players, man. He is so tough, and yeah, him being an Austin Knight, there's a little bit more there, and I think that he's very prideful in that, being a Conley guy.
1: I'd forgotten about that, that he's Conley. Yeah, I know. My bad, Jaday.
0: Yeah, you know, last year he got hosed for second team all Big 12. He was so good at that nickelback spot, so just solid and forcing turnovers, being in the right spot to make tackles. And he's only going to get better with another year. So I'm really excited about what he could do. It just seems like when he's in the game, you don't have to worry about that spot. And hopefully Jalen Gilbo, who both of those guys, I know they're tight, Hopefully he could get healthy and we could see him more because I think he has a lot of promise. Also, mm-hmm.
1: all right, let's go through. Uh, we'll go through some jerseys here, just kind of new guys you may be looking for. Uh, Anthony Hill, zero, in case you don't know, the talented linebacker. Jonte Cook, we've talked about from Desoto. He'll wear number two. C.J. Baxter wears four. They called him C Four, and hopefully, C-fo. hopefully he'll live up to that kind of a nickname. If you're a Longhorn fan, also some new names. Uh, A.D. Mitchell is going to wear number five. The transfer from Georgia, Malik Murphy, six. I thought we'd throw that in, cause just reminding yourself about Malik Murphy. He'll wear number six. Gavin Holmes, the safety transfer from Wake, I believe it is, right? In uh I think Wake for him? Yes. Yeah, number nine is what he'll wear. Gavin Holmes will wear nine. Nayer is gonna wear eight. Uh DeAndre Moore, the talented receiver, will wear nine. Jaden Blue's gonna rock a twenty-three on the offensive side, and some guy named a- a- Arca. Erica. Erica No, Arch. I'm sorry. Arch Arch Manning. He'll wear sixteen, in case you haven't heard that. I think I think that's been announced more than any other jersey number in a long while. Arch is gonna rock the one six.
0: Yeah, I think tomorrow. Gavin Holmes is a cornerback, but yeah, I'm interested to see what he could do. I wish Jalen Yeah, my bad. Corner transfer, you're right. I wish Jalen Catalan was playing, but I'm glad he's not. Like uh, how good that he can be. We know what he was that first year in Fayetteville and he's been injury prone ever since. We don't need to play. We know that Yeah, he's been he's coming he's still dealing with something. Yeah, he's right? still dealing um, think with that shoulder injury, another surgery, but yeah, I'm good on that. You hear about Jaron Thompson becoming more of a leader. I think he's going to have that secondary really going and yeah, tomorrow should be really excited man. Can't wait.
1: Uh, Weather should be good and again, spring game about 1 o'clock and uh, we'll get you that pregame at Bevo Boulevard at 11 9 a.m. for the autographs Check out hornfm.com for all that info. Got a postgame call-in show for you as well since we thought there might be an opinion or two after seeing Arch Manning throw a pass. More importantly, seeing Quinn Ewers throw some passes. What are the receivers look like which running back step up lines of scrimmage how does it look Longhorn fans we know you're looking forward to it it is just one day away we're hitting it a lot today in fact coming up at 205 oh we're rolling the dice once again on my man Jeff Ketchum I have texted Jeff Ketchum to see if he's ready to come on the show I haven't heard back yet today We're going to play Jeff Ketchum Roulette coming up at 2.05. We might talk to him about the spring game. He might stiff us or somewhere in the middle. Who knows? Uh, That's coming up. We'll continue to talk spring game. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, I think I got this one. Uh, this would be Steve Miller Band. That's right. Mm hmm. Is this "Keep on a Rocking Me, Baby" or no? This is uh, our big old jet airliner. Jet airliner. Jet airliner. Yeah. Uh, Steve Miller Band, Deep Purple, Green Day, and Duran Duran. Never saw Steve Miller band uh, back in the day, but I had a friend who went and saw him and was thoroughly impressed. Really? Said Steve Miller played every instrument on the stage. It was just really a big-time big, big time entertaining show, and he said song after song, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Steve Miller. Oh, yeah, that's Steve Miller. Oh, yeah, that's Steve Miller. So shout-out to the Steve Miller band. A lot of people. I know a lot of people. Have that, uh, what, 8-track, cassette, CD. It's, it's on your iPod. It's in your streaming. A lot of people have Steve Miller going on.
0: It's a good groove.
1: Yeah, he's he's really, really good. All right, so a lot of good stuff here on a Friday. Coming up, we'll talk more Texas spring game. Also, if you have not heard about the comments from Paul George in a – I guess it was a podcast? Yeah, his own he podcast. Threw oh, he threw out a wonderful discussion for Sports Talk Radio, uh, and we'll get into that next hour. And we also – Uh, remind you ball don't lie they are headed out on the road today so if you're up in the Georgetown area go on out and meet the fellas at Ron Hoover RV and Marine Center in Georgetown they are kicking off their first ever spring extravaganza it's today through Sunday The best deals ever on over 200 RVs, boats, and mowers in stock. Go to the events calendar at hornfm.com for the details. Ball, don't lie, will be out there from 3 to 6.15. And that is when the big Texas baseball series gets started. Texas at Baylor. Texas 6-3 in conference. It's tonight at 6.30. It's tomorrow at 2. It's Sunday at 1. Tomorrow's game, because of the spring football game, will be over on 1260 and 101.9. Interesting note. Lucas Gordon listed as the pitcher for today. Charlie Hurley is listed as the pitcher for tomorrow. TBA on Sunday. Ooh. So the Longhorns have still not gotten that uh, that part of it cemented in uh, about exactly where that rotation is going to be. I heard Keith Moreland on with Craig this week talking about it. And he said he really feels like Lucas Gordon may be the only guy who can absolutely say, okay, I got a spot. Others, they're still trying to, to to figure that out. So we'll see how Hurley looks this weekend. And then is it LeBaron Johnson or is it one of the other guys, uh, maybe Whitehead, that, that steps in there on Sunday? We'll see.
0: Yeah, going 3-2 and two against Kansas State and Texas State in the course of five days. It's all right. We knew it would be tough in that Tuesday game trying to just find arms and stuff, that you're not trying to get too fatigue going into Waco this weekend. So hopefully if the horns get a sweep, you can bounce back and start looking really good again.
1: And here's another thing. I'll keep bringing it up. Is this the last time Texas baseball will ever play in Waco? And deep down, does that cause some weirdness in this series? We'll see. Uh, Something else I was thinking about today. You think Baylor fans want to play, y'all, moving forward? Oh, yeah. Yeah?
0: Yes. I
1: keep wondering because – that's a. It's one of those things of you. You get so used to having something like that around. What's it like when it leaves? If I'm Baylor, all you're you're already not playing A and M on a regular basis. But I don't think that was in, as big for them as Texas. When Texas is gone, do you still care enough about Tech, TCU? Stuff like that in the state. Like now U of H is a rival, maybe? U of H is coming into the conference, right? You're going to have to try to care about that. That's
0: going to be a rival in basketball since LJ Cryer went from Waco to Houston. Yeah.
1: So I just wonder, if I was a Baylor fan, would I be excited? Not excited, but once Texas goes to the SEC, do you think, yeah, I'd like to still play them? Or do you just think good riddance and you're glad to see the Longhorns move on? I don't
0: know. I mean, they want to play us when they beat us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. If I was a Baylor fan, I'd want to play the game, but that's just me. I'm I'm kind of wired that way. Um, but we'll see what the the vibe is coming out of that series this weekend. All right, let's go where are we at in society, see what Zay's got for us here on a Friday.
0: Where are we at in society today?
1: All right, Zay, what drama did you find for us today?
0: So J.R. Smith went on J.J. Reddick's Old Man in a Three podcast, uh-huh. a great podcast, one of the best in the NBA. And J.J. was asking him about multiple things. J.R. Smith has a Amazon documentary that is either out or coming out. I want to say it's a four-parter because we know J.R. went from retiring from the NBA to going to an HBCU in North Carolina and playing golf.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he
0: always grew up a golf guy. Everybody right. thinks, oh, J.R. Smith's this real hood dude because he has all the tats and he's so crazy and stuff. No, he grew up playing golf. Now, see, they just thought he couldn't get on the course because he wouldn't wear a shirt. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, that's true. I always forget about yeah. that part that's of it. That's
1: when I don't recognize him. It's like, what is he doing <laughs> <I> out do. <laughs> there? Why does he have a shirt on? What's going yeah. on? Yeah.
0: So, JR Smith on this podcast, he said a couple of things that we'll talk about here. Okay. The first thing, which you don't have to pull that up on your DMs yet, he talked about his tenure with the Nuggets and George Carl dealing with him. And Hmm. he basically said that George Carl was terrible. George Carl was very disrespectful. George Carl treated them like children. He didn't treat them like men. And George Carl would make things up like he would go to JR and be like, yo, Mello says that you need to pass the ball more. Mello says this and that. And he would go to Mello and be like, yo, JR and Kenyon Martin and all these guys, they're saying this and that. So he would make up things to try to get the most out of his players. Wow. He was like, I would go to Melo and ask him, you say this? And he'd be like, nah. And Melo would be like, you say this? And then JR would be like, nah. And they would figure out, oh, this dude, Carl, is foul. So. Didn't the coach think the players might talk to each other? That's what I'm saying. And I've always heard mixed reviews of George Carl. Huh. Even back during his. See, uh, Seattle Supersonics days and you hear the story of Michael Jordan walking into the restaurant and seeing George Carl who's a North Carolina guy yep. and Jordan tried to shout him out and Carl didn't even look his way and Jordan used that as bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. George Carl's always been an interesting guy and JR just flat out said yo, you're not a good coach you just always had talent at all the good places you were. You had GP, of Shrimp, Sean Kemp, so yeah, you were good you didn't have to coach much. Yeah. So he just said George Carl, you ain't nothing. And, yeah, now people are probably thinking a different way about George Carl. So that's one thing. The other thing he said, you remember the incident where he threw the soup on Damon Jones and got, like, suspended for a couple of games and fined. My God, I'd forgotten about that. He finally explained it. He says, in the lunchroom, getting my soup. He comes in, Damon Jones. Mind you, the soup was hot. I mean, come on. <laughs> it is soup. I mean, it's soup. I okay. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most soup is hot. <laughs> I'm like the first person in there, and he's trying to make me spill it. It took me a second. It wasn't a rageful throw. It was like, okay, you're playing with me. I'm gonna show you. I threw it on him. He over there screaming because the ish is hot. I'm like, see, you're gonna stop playing with me now, right? Oh, so there was
1: some instruction to this. You know what? I might be on J.R. Smith's side here. I would never advise someone intentionally throwing soup on someone, but if you're being provoked like that, if somebody's being a child, we may need to teach them not to be a child.
0: It was chicken tortilla soup, by the way. Ooh, chicken
1: tortilla. That can get hot. It
0: can get hot. Don't play with me in my chicken tortilla soup. There's some really good Chicken tortilla soups here in the ATX. See,
1: this is where I am because I'm an anti-prank guy. I'm not a prank. Oh, near am I? Not a prank person. Don't prank me. Don't. I'm not into that stuff. And especially that when we're and we can't be joking
0: and pranking about. You're a you're a coach, Damon Jones. What are we doing? Like, if this spills on me, it's gonna burn. I'll probably be able to play, but that's not good. So, wait, Damon Jones was a coach at the time? Yes. This was Coach Damon Jones, not the player Damon Jones when he was getting dunked on by LeBron James and stuff. Coach. This is one of the assistant coaches trying to spill the soup of a player? Right. It's never made sense to me. I'm glad that he's tried to clarify. Now it's a little
1: clearer. But it
0: still doesn't make sense. Like, my first thought wouldn't be, oh, he's trying to mess with me to drop the soup. I'm going to put the soup down and let him know. Quit playing with me and my food. That's just dumb. Don't mess with me and my food,
1: coach. Especially that. A bowl of soup. Like, the chances of the bowl of soup not being hot, it's so low. There's a couple of soups out there. There's, like, what is it, cold, like, gazpacho and stuff like that. But, dude, it's soup. When you see a bowl of soup, you should. That's like if you saw a grilled cheese sandwich. Assume that's hot. Right? Yeah. A pizza. A pizza's just, just being served up. It's sitting there. Do we assume that's hot or cold? Come on, Coach Jones.
0: <laughs> it's a stupid story. Now, Jr., you're still in the wrong. You don't throw soup on no, anybody. No, you probably shouldn't. Like no. y'all are grown ass men. Y'all are millionaires out here. Act right. Let's have some home training. But yeah. now we know more of context from it.
1: Yeah, that's one of those things that. And and the thing I would say to to Jones there is you just you went through all of that with Jr. Smith. Like, have you been, you have to have been around him a little bit, right? J.R. Smith doesn't feel like a guy who's scared of a whole lot. No. A fearful of a lot of things. Plus, he's a guy with all those tats all over the body. That tells me he's got a pain threshold that might be a little different than yours. Oh, he's
0: got them on the neck and stuff.
1: Yeah. So let's not go messing with that guy. Because you might get hot soup thrown on you. If I'd watched that from a distance, I'd have made sure everybody was okay and then said, hey, can we get you some medical attention? And that was dumb on your part.
0: Yeah, I remember having to read that story like three times when it came out. J.R. Smith threw soup on the assistant coach. He's fine? Suspended? What? Yeah, And you ultimately do
1: have to punish him for that. You do. I I get it. But then to hear that he was sort (laughs) of provoked, I mean, what are
0: you doing? Somebody on Specs text line said they got dunked on by Damon Jones. Damn. All right. That's dope. There you go. No, getting dunked on isn't that bad. It's a little embarrassing at the moment, but you never play nobody if you don't get dunked on.
1: Yeah, right. Especially, it's a a particularly great story if you know, if you are, you know, somewhere in that mid-level status and then they're a, a great or at least a good that's a good story to tell.
0: Yeah, I hit a three on Dexter Pittman in a pickup game at Old Concordia. He dunked on me, and the next play on me slipped me to the bleachers. There you go. Got back up, kept on playing. Dude, I wish I had a story about me getting dunked on. Oh, I love Dexter Pittman was huge too. Y'all remember he came in overweight, like three hundred some. Rick Barnes got that weight down by like 70 pounds or so. He was still big. And yeah. he was that team was pretty good.
1: I never got dunked on, Zags. I never got on the court. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's – I'm not uh, I'm not getting dunked on because I wasn't out there. I was not there. So, shout, yeah. out, shout out to you, Texan, that you were out there with Damon Jones because I would have been watching that yeah, game. Yeah, you're
0: that guy when they're picking teams and they come by you and they go, oh, nope, nope, no, no. Nope. Who else we got? Who yeah. coming in?
1: Hey chad, can you go get that something out of my car? There's a bag. There's a bag of shoes in it. Can you go get that out of my car? How
0: far Rodney at? I know we got Nob, we can rail on Rodney. Rodney's like twenty minutes away. We can wait.
1: No, we're good. We can wait. We're good. We'll play zone. (laughs) We'll play zone. We're fine. You're good.
0: You're good That's Ch- how you know you're bad yeah. when guys say, "You yeah. know what? We're just gonna play four on four. I know you got nine, but you ain't gonna. We're just gonna play four on four. You gotta wait it out.
1: No, Chad, you sit over there. Uh, he's gonna be all-time point guard. You're fine. You're fine. Just sit down, please. Please get. away time point Please get away from us. All right, uh, coming up your two o'clock hour. We'll see if Jeff Ketchum wants to talk any Longhorn football. And what did Paul George say about NBA players and NFL players? We'll get into that discussion on the horn.